top of the morning to you, Mr. Tango. It's not exactly morning, is it? Well, no. It's actually Saturday night, but I guess top of the evening to you isn't the most Irish saying, is it? No, it's not. Do you have any Irish in you? I do. You do? (laughs) Oh, I wasn't talking about the Baileys. (laughs) I was talking about ancestry. Um, Only by marriage. Have you ever had any Irish in you? Only by marriage. (laughs) That you know of. That I know of. Do you know of anybody that we've played with that's Irish? We'll have to ask those people. So it is St. Patrick's Day, and happy St. Patrick's Day to our listeners. And we're back. We're recording in front of the fireplace again tonight. And you might hear the crackling of the fireplace in the background. And we've got a few things we're going to talk about tonight, but our main topic is going to be our top 10 list of swinger newbie mistakes, most of which we have probably made. At least three times. (laughs) Today is Saturday, March 17th, and you are listening to Two or More to Tango. couple of things we want to start with before we get into our our main topic. One is from our last podcast, we need to correct something. We were talking about the average swingers pub crawl that we're going to go down to, and we only had the date wrong and the location wrong. Other than that, I think we got it pretty well right. In fact, that means that We knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen, and we knew that we're going to go down there. So I've got the the real information here from Jay of Jay and Angie of Average Swingers. It will be Saturday, April 21st this year from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. I don't know what happens at 2 a.m. Everybody staggers back to their hotel and has a good time? Maybe. And it is a charity pub crawl. And from Jay and Angie, they say, we will be supporting the Resource Center this year. And I'm just reading what they have from their uh, info. Actually, why don't you read it? Okay, I will. We will be supporting the Resource Center this year. The Resource Center is a trusted leader that empowers the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer and questioning. LGBTQ communities and all people affected by HIV through improving health and wellness, strengthening families and communities and providing transformative education and advocacy. They would ask you to donate $5 per wristband. Uh, If you don't want to, you don't have to, but please consider it. It's going to a good place. And if you, 
get on Twitter and send a note to Jay and Angie. If you think that's a good cause, you can still contribute through PayPal. You don't have to be there to contribute. We will be down there. And again, it's it's going to be April 21st in Fort Worth, Texas, not Dallas or wherever we said you it said was. Aust- we said Austin. Or Austin. In our last podcast. Well, they have so many pub crawls and so many different places, it's hard to keep up with. If you got a chance to go down to that, get a hold of Jay and Angie at Average Swingers as soon as possible, because that's, boy, that's coming up really fast. That's in about four weeks. And you and I have to decide if we're going to drive down and not carry our tons and tons of luggage in our Sibian, or if we're going to drive down and carry our tons of luggage in Sibian. We'll figure it out. We'll either fly or drive. We will not be taking submarines. No. And we will not be bicycling. No. Hovercraft? Hovercraft. That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be way cool. That'd be way cool. I want to I want to hovercraft down. Anyway, a couple of other things. Uh, people, we, we mentioned last time that we had a, a couple that are friends of ours in the lifestyle that came and visited. And they have a tonic water that they like a lot for vodka tonics and we bought some and they brought some and people said well you talked about this tonic water but you never said what it actually is it was grandma moses no it was not grandma moses anything (laughs) no (laughs) it was fever tree premium indian our friends actually prefer well not those friends our chicago friends Oh, are the yeah. ones that told us that they tried it and really liked it a lot and that they actually they prefer the naturally light version which isn't that the kind that our friends that were here brought it's not the kind that we bought yeah but they brought something different i don't know and our listeners don't care true <laughs> but it is fever tree premium indian and if you make a a vodka tonic Unless you make them like us, where it's like 99% vodka, the taste of the tonic does make a difference. So <laughs> so that is the second thing people have asked us about. A couple of other things that we wanted to mention. One of them we have tested, one we haven't. There is a podcast called Swinging Down Under. And on Twitter, we were talking about toys. I think they were going on a trip. And they posted a picture of a toy called the Satisfier Pro 2. Now, theirs looks like a penguin. And you just have to see the picture to understand why it looks like a penguin. Okay. Ours is pink. Well, and we had the Tito's version, remember? Oh, yeah. We did post a photograph of that. We we took our little Tito's sweater that Mrs. Ready to Jam sent us. And we put it on the toy just so we could one up swinging down under. <laughs> it is a small toy. It's handheld. Handheld as opposed to the ones that we use a crane. <laughs> no, as opposed to, beep, to the ones beep, that are on beep. the floor that <laughs> like the Sibian. Like the Sibian. Yeah. And it's and it's it is very small. It's cordless. It's very portable. It has a different kind of action. There's a little bit of suction in addition to vibration. We tried it two or three weeks ago. Yeah. 
and your review? Uh, <laughs> it was make your knees wobble worthy. Compare it to the Sibian with attachment. Um, the Sibian with attachment. Not Sibian. The Hitachi One with attachment. There really isn't a comparison. They uh, they work differently, so they feel different. I I actually used it. I mean, I actually handled it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we drinking tonight, Miss Tango? <laughs> we are drinking Irish martinis. Bailey's martinis. We'll call them Irish martinis. Okay, and they're made with Bailey's cream. Irish cream. Irish cream. Which we have never drank before, so that's why I didn't know what it was called. And Tito's Vodka. And they are really good. Yes, they are. Uh, if you are interested, the recipe is three parts Bailey's, one part vodka. I thought that was going to be our secret recipe. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Only our listeners will know. I think we're going to have to be careful tonight because they kind of go down like chocolate milk or oh yeah or they're very smooth they're a little bit sweet but not remember too peppermint, sweet. peppermint patties oh. from our from our childhood <laughs> well we weren't quite children <laughs> although we do tell people we got married at 10 but when, when you, we were when you were in college yeah and we were at a party we were barely married and we went to a party and it was a bunch of college students and we were at a big house uh, not a prison. That was the night that you went up to the bar and all us guys were drinking tequila. <laughs> Do you remember that? I only remember it because you tell this story. You like this story. We were doing the thing with, we had the lime pieces and we had the salt on the little shot glasses. And a bunch of us guys, we were sitting there shooting those back. And Mrs. Tango. And this comes was up. back when you were a graduate student and I worked a minimum wage job and we drank cheap tequila. That it was cheap. It was two fingers gold. I even remember what it was. <laughs> Mrs. Tango came up, said, Pour me a shot. So we poured her a shot and we all took it back. She took the lime, she threw it in our face and said, Real men don't need lime. <laughs> But we had another drink that night. Boy, did we, it's a wonder that we survived those evenings. And it was 50% peppermint schnapps, 150 proof peppermint schnapps, and 50% Kahlua. And it was mixed in like, they used to sell orange juice in these big glass bottles. A jug. Maybe a jug. That's close <laughs> enough. A glass container. And they were put in the freezer after you mix them up. And you take them out, and they're ice cold, and it tastes just like a peppermint patty. And you can drink a whole bunch of those. You won't know you've had too much until you basically hit the ground. It's a miracle that we made it home that night. <laughs> anyway, enough about our alcohol. We were talking about the Satisfier Pro 2. And thank you, Swinging Down Under, and you guys should look them up. They have a really fun podcast, Swinging Down Under. So we got ours based on their recommendation. And I noticed that, you know, I, I was kind of moving it around, trying to find exactly where was the best spot for you for that little round 
PC that's on it that is the action piece has variable speeds. And you were kind of looking at me like, mm, this is a little weird and different. It did feel different. And then I hit the right spot. Oh, boy, how did you? And I mean, it, 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 this was not a, a big buildup to the orgasm. It was like a, an instant orgasm machine. <laughs> it was. It was. It was good. And it was, it was one was of really those good. where you were going, stop, stop, stop. No, don't really. Stop, stop, stop. Don't, <laughs> no, no, okay, a little bit more. No, 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 stop, stop. So the Satisfier Pro 2, we actually bought that. Nobody sent it to us. But if you've never seen one, go look it up. It looks weird. And it's actually not really expensive. A lot of the toys that we have had and, and purchased and have had sent to us are fairly expensive. This one's very reasonable, but it is worth having in your uh, toy bag. We were also sent something recently we have not tried. There are cock rings. I don't think since you've been traveling, you've even seen them. No, I have not. One has a vibrating clit stimulator attached. We'll have to try that one out. We have never tried those. We've never tried cock rings. So how do they work? Do you... How do they work? Yeah, how do they work? Do you get hard and lay on your back and then me and any other women that might be in the room? No, this is not ring toss. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, yeah, that's that's exactly how they work. I lay on my back and and you take the rings and you see who can who can toss and score with it like you do ring toss. That's exactly how they work. How you see how you can so score. So we'll, we'll have to get some it. more women score with it. Hey, I get it. Ha ha ha. <laughs> So we, they, we were sent two or three different versions of those, and uh, some are just the standard little elastic ring. One is from a fairly high-end company, and it has a little clip vibe on it. Like I said, we never tried those, so we'll have to try those out. And once we do, we'll tell you guys what we think of them. So before we get to our main topic, and we actually, I don't think you've seen this. We, we've had some notes from people. Um, trying to give their help with this. You mentioned in the last podcast, we're talking about things we haven't tried. And, and you, things we were interested in trying. And you mentioned trying the single guy experience. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I wasn't following the outline. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't paying We're attention. so professional. <laughs> Nobody's going to believe we actually have some notes here to look at. I really haven't thought much about it, but if I had to talk extemporaneously about this. <laughs> You've had two of these martinis and you can say extemporaneously? I'm really, really impressed. I, I really don't know how it would, how we would play it out. Whether it would be just him and me, him and me and you, him and me and then me, him and me and you. I would be in the room no matter what. Absolutely. You know, I can I can see a scenario where it starts out just the two of you, and then I join in. But I, I think we may just play it by ear. I mean, we would certainly set up the rules with the guy like we normally do. The thing that we haven't talked about a lot is where we're going to find this guy. For those of you who are listeners who have done this, I guess we'd like to get your notes, your emails in terms of what's worked and hadn't worked in terms of finding a single guy that... Maybe I need to call our friends Nick and Nora and say, hey, you all want to meet us for drinks and 
tell us how this worked for you. That's right. She's done this quite a bit, right? Yes. She, That's, she, before they married, she was in the lifestyle as a single woman. In fact, I remember one of our first dinners, she was talking about some guy that she was with that apparently had an enormous cock. I just, that's the one thing I remember from that dinner. (laughs) But if you have experienced this, any notes that you have, this is one where. Help a girl out. (laughs) Send me your advice and your warnings, things to watch out for. If you've done this before, I'd be interested in hearing your story. That would be good. Our email is tango at tuamoretotango.com. get into our main topic. The top 10 list of swinger newbie mistakes. These are not in any real specific order, except I think the number one we have is the number one and won't be surprising. Number 10. And these are all things that we have experienced on one side or the other. It might have been a mistake somebody else made with us, or it might have been a mistake that we made. Number 10, trying to trick your partner into getting into the lifestyle. We've had two examples that we have, and maybe more, but there are two that immediately come to mind that we're, that we have experienced that with other couples. Yes. The first uh, time we went to New Orleans for Naughty in New Orleans, we met a couple that were, they were just very fun. But we learned somewhere along the line, he had brought her to the event without telling her that it was a lifestyle convention, a lifestyle event. It was hard to imagine that in this day of Internet that she wouldn't have Googled it or looked it up or something. But he, it was one of those things where he felt like, okay, if I tell her what kind of event it is, then... She's never going to come. But if I get her here and get her in the middle of all these lifestyle people, maybe she'll like it. As I recall. She did. And as I recall, it didn't turn out too well because. He didn't like that she liked it so much. She really, really, really got into it. And he was not prepared to see how much she got into it. He was jealous. He was jealous and I think insecure. Insecure. The other one that we've had is we had somebody that we met online and we've talked about this. They had a boat, so they automatically got an extra five points. <laughs> they invited he and we went back and forth and most of the online stuff I do the the initial uh interchange with the folks, whether it's in texting or whether it's it's messaging on the board or not. He and I had talked, and they sounded like a lot of fun. Their pictures were a lot of fun. 
they had a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and he invited us to come up to a bar that was up on the lake. And we were really kind of fired up because everything on their profile. They looked like fun. They were attractive. Um, just looked like a real they match. They had a boat. <laughs> they had a boat. <laughs> yeah, we're easy if you've got a boat. And then just as we were setting up a drinks at the bar evening on the lake, which in itself just sounded like, it's like, how can this go wrong, right? If nothing else, you've had drinks with some fun people on a bar on the lake. He let me know that, well, you know, we were in the lifestyle kind of sort of at once. And then she soured on something that happened and she doesn't want to do it anymore. So here's what we got to do. Y'all meet up with us just like it's a normal vanilla date. And then your wife needs to try to seduce her while we're there. And I'm sure then that she'll realize she really wants to do this. We replied, uh, no. We, we absolutely did. Uh, we said, since you've got a boat, if she ever decides to get in, <laughs> trying to trick your spouse, whether it's, and you know, we automatically think that it is the guy trying to trick the, the woman into it. But you're violating a lot of rules right from the very beginning and rules that we'll be talking about, uh, in the next nine or so of these, but you got to start this thing with trust. You got to start this thing with openness and that's just the wrong way to do it. And I've never heard of an example anywhere where somebody said, yeah, I fooled my spouse or partner into getting into the lifestyle and she's really glad of it. That's number 10, trying to trick your partner into getting into the lifestyle. Number nine, and this one is really common. We're not young enough, thin enough, pretty enough, big enough tits or cock, etc. In other words, we're just not good enough or attractive enough. We're just deficient in some way to get into the lifestyle. We had this concern too. We, we assumed that everybody in the lifestyle was going to be in their late twenties, early thirty, hard body kind of things. Cause if you do go online and you look at the ads for desire, or if you look at the ads for naughty New Orleans or just about any kind of life or any lifestyle club or fantasy fest or just any lifestyle related anything, the, the photos they show on all of them are young, hard body, very attractive people, very attractive model looking people. There's a reason for that. They're probably models that they use for the ads. And we've talked about this in the past, but like Mrs. Tango said, there's just a really wide variety of ages, sizes, just everything. And no matter how big you are, how skinny you are, how old you are, no matter what, there's going to be somebody there for That's you. That's attracted to you. Yeah. And the thing that we tell people is don't worry about that. Now, that yeah, that's, that's easy to say, right? One of the reasons we haven't been to desire yet, right? Absolutely. But the main thing is, and you hear people talk about this, and it sounds like a cliche, but if people see that you and your spouse or partner are having a lot of fun and are really into each other and have just got a big smile on your face and are having a really, really good time 
you'll be surprised how much people will be attracted to you. Yeah, not everybody is going to want to play with you. That's just not going to happen. But you don't need everybody. You just need to find the people that that you connect with. And, And we promise there's somebody out there for you. So that was number nine. Number eight. I have to find number eight. <laughs> They're not numbered on my, my sheet. Going too fast as you start your lifestyle journey. And what does that mean? That means, for instance, starting out full swap before you're ready, starting out in separate rooms and, and things along that nature. Doing more than you're ready for. And remember, this is the jumping into the deep end of the pool. This is a top 10 list of swinger newbie mistakes. You're new. And let's say you go to an event or you meet a couple and you've never done this before. And that couple wants to go full swap. They want to do full swap, separate room. And you really haven't talked about that. You've never played before. And the next thing you know, you're doing things that the two of you just aren't ready for. Now, we've we have met couples that have emailed us and before an event that we've gone to and have said they're new. And then they got to that event and they went right into full swap and they had a great time. But they had talked about it a lot. There's no rush. You you can't undo. You can go slow. You can get a feel for your spouse. Does she like it? Is she uncomfortable? You can get a feel for yourself. You know, what do I think about watching my wife go down on another guy? Am I comfortable with that? It was a great fantasy. So take your time. There's no rush. There's plenty of time to do everything you want to do. And I think that you'll find It'll go faster than you think. I mean, we never thought ever we would do full swap. But when we were ready for it, we knew it, and we were we were on the same page with each other. Yeah, we, we had talked about it. And the couple that we were with, they knew that we had not done this before and that... And we knew them before. Yes. And we were comfortable with them. Also be aware if you're a newbie and you're wanting to do your first full swap with somebody, go ahead and tell them. Don't be put off, though, if another couple doesn't want to be your first full swap. There there are some couples that have been in the lifestyle for a long time that are just worried about the drama. I think the best way to avoid that is... If the two of you, if you and your spouse are looking very hesitant, if you got that deer in the headlight look and you say, yeah, we would like to try our very first fall swap with you two tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that. I, I think we'd be a little nervous about that, too. I mean, they're, the other couples just want to have a good time. They're not wanting to have drama. You make it really clear. The two of you have talked about it. You're ready for it. You'll find a couple that, that'll be happy to do that. I mean, Mrs. Tango has more than once we've had a couple where the the woman has not tried girl girl before. And Mrs. Tango has really enjoyed introducing them to that. 
She's got this look like, yeah, I took one for the team there. <laughs> no, I was, I was going back. Yeah, going you, you back got that look of memories of those. But you also know what that was like your very first time. And you know what it feels like to be another woman doing this for the first time. And you're very good at reading the other woman and knowing, you know, you don't want to constantly be, okay, if I touch here, okay, if I touch here. But you know how to go slow and check with her and make sure that everything's okay. We were one couple's very first. Anything. Two or three years ago. And we had a wonderful, wonderful time. But even they got caught up in the play and it would have been very easy for us to have all gone faster than they were really ready for. Number seven. Not putting yourself out there or being afraid of being turned down. Particularly when you first get started, you might have some of those concerns that we talked about that I'm not good looking enough, tall enough, short enough, big enough, small enough, whatever that may be. It would be easy to sit in a corner and think, okay, if I just wait until other people come ask us, then we'll never get turned down. I have a friend that if you've been listening to us for a while, you know, uh, she and I have shared contests, games in the past. And at our first lifestyle event, she gave me a piece of advice. She said, talk to everybody. And she also told you, just ask, just be direct. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. That really turned our first lifestyle event from deer in the headlights to, yeah, this is a lot of fun. If you haven't ever been turned down, you probably haven't put yourself out there enough. And it's not a matter of they don't like you. It may be that you look like their cousin Jim. It may be that. She just doesn't like beards. It may be that they just don't feel the click. We have some couples that we have been good friends with in the lifestyle that we've never played with. And there's just not the sexual click there. And yet they're really, really, really good friends. They're about as good of friends as as we have vanilla or lifestyle. So put yourself out there. Don't sit back and wait. You don't be hurt if somebody just says, smiles and says, we appreciate it. No thanks. For and, and sit there and expect a reason. The best thing you can get is a very direct no, as opposed to people that are, are feel awkward or try to find an excuse. You know, my toe started hurting. I can't play tonight or whatever. <laughs> We're going to plan on big toe sex tonight. <laughs> So that's number seven, not putting yourself out there and being afraid of being turned down. There's another side of that that is newbie swinger mistake number six. Being afraid to say no. If a couple comes up to you and they want to play, it's hard to say no. If you're in the lifestyle, it is expected that it's okay to just say, thanks, not tonight. The worst thing you can do is say yes when you don't really mean it. In the lifestyle, a polite, respectful no 
is just fine and it is acceptable. So uh, newbie mistake number six, being afraid to say no. Newbie mistake number five. The two of you not agreeing on the rules. Now, the the two couples, I think that means. That was my question. The two couples not agreeing on the rules. Now, when we meet another couple, talk about how we usually talk, go about discussing the rules. It usually happens between me and the other wife, the other woman. And, And it varies. I mean, if you're a club, you don't have a lot of time. I mean, you're usually going to be sitting at a table and, you know, you're a club. Everybody's there for the same reason. And if you hit it off, you know, normally you just say, hey, you know, here's our rules. How does that work for you? What are your rules? Uh, If you're online with some people, I will usually, since I'm the one who usually exchanges the chats or the text with the people, will say in the text, here's our rules. Although when we do get together with them, we usually do a double check, and it is usually you and the other woman that do that check. And, and so it's really important that you and the other couple, or if it's a single guy or a single woman, it's very important that you all get the rules out. You don't want that being made up on the fly, and you don't want people breaking the rules. That's one way to have a lot of drama. You also want to be aware, and and this is kind of a sub-newbie mistake, I think, of having too many rules. Such as? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, there. I, I think it is really, really easy when you start out to say uh, no kissing. Now, that's a whole other topic. That is a whole other topic, the whole conversation of, of kissing or not. And we'll talk about that another time. But have a whole list of rules. Okay, there's there's no kissing. My wife can't be more than three feet away from me. Before we do this, you got to do that. Uh, you don't want to have your your rules discussion sound like a tax accountant explaining the federal tax code to you. There's kind of a fine line there. I think what most couples find is they start out with a lot of rules. Right? We we kind of. We're that way. We did. And then once you start playing and find out what you're comfortable with, eh, you know, there's just not. They come down to, for us, probably two rules. I'm interested in what those rules are. Always a condom. Yes. Always the same room. Yes. Separate room. We may try that once just to try it. But the reason we have that as a rule is because we enjoy Watching each other. This one I'm a little torn on because you, you, it's important for you and your partner to talk about what you're comfortable and what you're not comfortable with. But don't overthink it. Think about what's important to you. You know, soft swap or hard swap when you start with. I think condoms is something you need to talk about. And honestly, our our experiences with a few, very few exceptions, most people expect condoms. But you don't want to have a rule book that's like an encyclopedia. Okay, number rule number four, which is related to number five, I guess we just did. Changing the rules in the middle of play. So talk about that. 
You're looking at me like, no, 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 I hadn't thought about that one. If you are a soft swap only couple and you get really excited and you're having a really good time and you decide to go full swap and you've not had a chance to discuss it when you're both vertical. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the key. And in the middle of play, where the blood is, is not in your brain, in your brain, that's not the time to say, let's throw our rules out. It kind of goes back to going too fast and, you know, outrunning what you're really ready for. Uh, another one might be, we have had people that didn't want to do condoms. That's something that we don't do. We always play with condoms. Now, if you've done the discussion beforehand, you should never get in the room and they say, well, we don't use condoms. I mean, I get it. I don't like condoms. But if you've had that discussion ahead of time. With the other couple and with your partner. Then you don't want to get in there. And then for some reason they say, oh, man, I'm just not feeling it with a condom. You know, trust us. You know, did we tell you that we got tested an hour ago? Uh, that's a, an example of a rule that if you, if you got it and you stand by it, stand by it. The worst that can happen is the other couple says, okay, well, if you're not willing to break that rule, then we don't want to play. Well, you shouldn't be in the room. You shouldn't feel bad if somebody decides they don't want to play and they haven't told you in advance. Did that come out right? Yeah. And if you've, if you've had the discussion with them on the rules ahead of time, which you really ought to do before you get into the bedroom, certainly before the clothes come off. And then they want to change the rules in the middle of play. And you say, no, that was our rules. And then they get all huffy and hissy and whatever, unless they have a boat. If they have a boat, you can change one rule. No, not really. Or a Sibian. No, wait, we've got a Sibian. We've got a Sibian. So, yeah. No, we've got a Sibian. That doesn't do anything for us. I mean, it does, but not if somebody else has one. We don't change our rules just because you got a Sibian. But seriously, if they get all upset because they wanted to change the rules in the middle of play. They aren't really who you want to be playing with anyhow. Exactly. So don't change the rules in the middle of the play. Don't let anybody, if you're, again, we're talking about newbies. Don't let anybody pressure you into changing the rules once you start playing. Number... Number three, talking about your kids, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. I think in particular, woman to woman, this is where this. That's how women connect. And you've done this. You've, you've made this mistake with people that are actually really good friends. And I think that's where, and we've played with them. But I think you're, and you're the one who, who wrote this one, added this one. I think your point is. Yeah, you can talk about your kids and grandkids at a different time. When you're in a play situation, that takes your brain to a different place. Right. The last thing you want to be thinking about are your kids when you're about to play with another couple. Like I said, I think that's more of a, a woman-woman thing. Uh, most I've never had a, an issue where I'm talking with another guy at a bar or a a dinner or something that we're meeting up with to see if we want to play and pulled out pictures of my kids. (laughs) (laughs) 
The number two. Taking one for the team. You hear that a lot. What does Mrs. Tango for the newbies, what does taking one for the team mean? Playing with a couple because you think your partner wants to. Oh, I thought that was like you invite the local college football squad over. No, that <laughs> that that's a different scenario altogether. Oh, that's taking on the team, not taking <laughs> yeah. one for the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so bad. Isn't that on your list? (laughs) (laughs) Having a whole football squad? (laughs) Taking on the team will be an entirely different topic. (laughs) But taking one for the team, and you hear that a lot amongst experienced people in the lifestyle. So what do we mean by taking one for the team? So let's say you're uh, at a dinner or you're in a hotel bar and you're meeting a couple that the two of you have are thinking about playing with, it's very obvious that, you know, for us, since Mrs. T- Mrs. Tango is very, very bisexual, then she needs to be attracted to the guy and she needs to be attracted to the woman. For me, I just need to be attracted to the woman. I do need to be comfortable with the guy that's going to be playing with you, though. But Let's say we're in a scenario where you can tell that I'm really attracted to her and you feel absolutely no sexual attraction to him. So taking one for the team would be playing with them and you just going through the motions with him just to make me happy. And that's just something that you don't do. You don't say, I don't want to play with them, but my spouse does, so I'll go along. I think that must be relatively common for newbies because I keep hearing this don't take one for the team saying a lot with a lot of experienced people. But I know why it happens. Why does it happen? We want our partner to have what they want. We want our partner to enjoy this this attractive person that they have, uh, have the click. You're right. You're doing it because you really do want your partner to have a good time. But for most couples, the partner would not want to do that and and would not want their partner to take one for the team. There's enough people out there that you're both attracted to. You just don't have to do this. And I think you're right. I think that's why it's common, particularly among newbies. You know, you may not have played with many couples. You may not have met many couples and say this is the first or second couple you've met. One of you is not feeling it, but the other is. But it's the first time that one of you felt it. I can see why you might be tempted to go along just to play. But don't do it. Don't do it. There's a reason why this is a very, very common saying in the lifestyle. The number one, and I don't think it'll be a huge surprise because it's kind of gone through the thread of everything we've talked about, the number one mistake of swinger newbie couples. Not communicating enough with your partner. And I think if you have listened to all the stuff we've talked about in the other nine rules, that whole communication thing is really kind of the core of the whole thing. Talk about everything. 
with your partner. Talk about your rules. Talk about deal breakers with another couple. Talk about things that might be fun. You may be surprised. You might be playing, have played for a long time, and then for some reason you got a really big thing of jealousy, for example. You have no idea why. You know, maybe, you know, that guy that's playing with your wife is making her make noises you've never heard before. <laughs> and you're thinking, I've never made her make that noise before. It may be that, that you know, she's looking at, at you and you're playing with some woman that just is the most attractive woman the two of you have ever seen. And it might make her feel insecure for some reason. I mean, there's all kinds of, of things. You are exploring sex with other couples. Don't assume just because you felt one way in the past, you're always going to feel that way. Don't assume that your feelings are never going to change. I guess the bottom line is just don't assume. Talk about it. And remember that it's you and your partner. It's your sex life. Yeah, this is what this is all about. The other good thing about the communicating is it's a lot of fun. I mean, one of the reasons we like doing the podcasting is that it gives us another way to talk about our experiences. So you've got to communicate with each other, and you've got to be very open. Talk before, talk after, maybe talk during. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that was the number one rule. There were some mistakes that... Didn't quite make our top 10 list. What were they, Mr. Tango? Well, one is, and this is funny, but it actually happened to us. Don't agree to meet with the couple where the photo of her looks just like him. And he's a big, burly, whiskery guy. And the photo of her looks just like him in a really bad wig. (laughs) We literally have had a couple that that reached out to, well, the guy that reached out to us, and they didn't have any photos, but their profile looked great. And we asked for photos, and he sent a picture of him. And the picture of her, I swear, and I we showed it to Nick and Nora because they had seen it too. It was him with a really bad wig. It it truly was. And I don't have a clue how he thinks that would have played out. He was going to come in first and say, uh, wait a minute, i got to go out to the car and get something. And then he's going to come in with the wig and pretend like, hi there, I'm her. It's like every teenage sitcom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It would have been a really good sitcom. They did that on Sabrina the Teenage Witch <laughs> back in the day. So, yeah, that that's a mistake. Don't agree to meet with that couple. And then I, I guess the the last one that we, we really started to make on our top ten, <laughs> you know, whether you're the man or the woman, going down on the woman and telling her, it really does taste just like chicken. That's a mistake. You really don't want to do that. It wasn't enough to make the top ten. But <laughs> 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 so that's our top ten list of common newbie swinger mistakes we have either made all of those or at least seen them or seen them or been on the other side of those and i'm sure there's a bunch that we've left out the one thing that you'll find as you go through this lifestyle adventure 
experiences knowing what the mistakes look like. Sometimes you just have to make them to find out. I think the one thing to really leave you with is that whole, and it's such a cliche. I mean, every marriage counselor, everybody talks about it. What's the secret to a good relationship? Communication. Communication. And that's such a cliche. But if you and your partner are communicating a lot, you will easily avoid a good number of those. So we potentially have a date next Saturday. You've been out of town, so we haven't really talked about it. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do. So we'll see on our next podcast if that actually happens or not. The thing that we think could be fun is she's never been on a Sibian and wants to try it. And they have a sex swing. And you've never tried a sex swing. Yeah. I just think of my friend <laughs> who broke her ankle, who broke her foot. We won't playing with one. Yeah, we won't do that. She never did say that she regrets playing on it, though. No, she didn't. And she broke her foot. So that must tell yeah. you something. <laughs> so we might we might be able to talk about that on the next one. And then in about a month, a little bit over a month, April 21st, we'll be down in Fort Worth with our good friends, Jay and Angie. Of ad- av- average swingers. Of the average swingers. They are anything but average at their pub crawl. And I think that's about it for tonight. And I think it's about time to put some more wood on the fire. Our email address is tango at twoormoretotango.com. We'd love to hear your examples of your swinger mistakes. And if you've got some good ones, particularly some good ones and funny ones, then we'll talk about them on our next podcast. Our website is www.twoormoretotango.com. You can follow us on Twitter at at two or more to tango and with this one it's the number two on the other ones it's t-w-o you ready for some more irish martinis i am so we're gonna go drink some more irish martinis put another log on the fire and we're gonna enjoy the rest of our saint patrick's day evening and we hope all of you do too so for mr tango i'm mrs tango Good night. Bye. Today is Saturday, September, September, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of. Before you, you do that little intro to our music. <laughs> okay, let's start all over. We don't usually go to the intro to the music till we've talked a little bit. Yeah, after I started that, I realized that.